is Sam Ryan Hidari from Hidari Law Group, and we are here and other episodes of the Sex, Lies, and Lawyers. We have Ali Hardy here. Uh, he's a motivational speaker, and we are going to interview and see what we are going to get out of this interview today. Really, welcome to the show, Wonderful. Ali. Okay. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell us about yourself. Um, so I'm a motivational speaker. I was suicidal for 10 years. Um, and then I attempted suicide one night when I was 17, woke up the next day, found out that my brother had killed himself the same night. That's when I decided I was going to change my life and kind of change my mindset and just talk about it on social media. And then I grew a social media platform just talking about mental health. And now I do motivational speaking for a living. Okay. What platforms usually you have? Um, so my biggest one is TikTok. I just hit 2.1 million on TikTok. And wow. Then that's a big... Yeah, just a lot of people that have heard my story, back my message, and support what I do. So, um, and then I do Instagram, and I should be more consistent on my podcast, but I am not. So, but we're working on it right now. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Okay, let's get to it. You said that you committed a suicide at the same time of your brother. Yeah. So I had attempted. At what age? Uh, I, I was seventeen. He was twenty-two. So. Okay. Yeah, I attempted one night, and then I woke up the next day. Um. And then just got news he had attempted suicide. So that was when I was like dedicating my life to just like proving basically to other people that it was possible to make it out of your mental health and use your mental health to your advantage. And now I post videos every day on TikTok on like the techniques that I used and the ways that I used my mind and catered it to working harder. So now I'm actually writing a book right now that teaches people how to do what I did. Okay. Um, I know it's a little bit hard for you to talk about this things actually. I want to know what was the reason at what age your depression started? Um, so I started noticing that I was kind of a different kid. I just like functioned differently at like the age of seven ish. Um, so that was when my first like, like the suicidal thoughts started kind of creeping in. I had a very abusive dad. He was addicted to drugs. Um, and then like, it just wasn't a part of my life. So I just started like thinking about like death. And then I started obsessing over it as I got into like my teen years. So then I was just like the depressed kid that was just walking around all the time, just like pissed off at life. And I was in the victim mentality, basically. So until I decided I wanted to be better, I didn't get better. Sorry to hear that. Uh, about the family, what about your mom? Uh, my mom, my mom was really good. Uh, me and her can't live together just because, but me and her have a, an amazing relationship now. But she just, she didn't know how to handle me. And I don't blame her because no one did. I was like either attempting suicide or getting in fights as teenagers and, or as a teenager. And um, she did the best that she could. With, Where did you uh, grow up? I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah. Salt Lake City. Okay. Mm -hmm. And your mom and dad were married and in the same household during the time that age seven that you started getting those thoughts? No. So they got divorced, I think, when I was four or five. And then my dad, two weeks after the divorce was final, got married to his secretary. They moved into a big house, had a lot of money, used the money to their advantage with like me and my brother. Um, and then my dad just got back on drugs. So he kind of lost everything. Okay. And mm -hmm. what age your brother started drugs? Uh, my brother didn't do drugs. Um, you started drugs. No, my dad did drugs. Your dad. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you are not a user at all no. during that time. No. Just a suicidal thoughts. Yep. Just suicidal. And what about your mother? Did she do anything for you during that time? She was aware of the suicidal thoughts? Yeah. I. She knew that there was something going on. I was just a very aggressive teenager. So it was like I was getting in trouble all the time. I was like 
just in trouble in school. Um, I dealt with a lot of people in school that would like send me, everyone knew that I was suicidal. And so I would either go away for two weeks and I would come back and people would say like, oh, she got pregnant. That's why she was gone. Or like I was filming YouTube During videos. During high school or middle school? Middle school. Middle school. So yeah. I was like, I think in like seventh grade. Uh, they would send me like the train schedule so I could jump like jump in front of a train just like bad stuff like that all the time So bullying by the kids at the school. Yeah. Yeah, which I was also a how teenager. they knew about your social thoughts You were communicating that to them or your I mean, it was just pretty obvious like everyone kind of knew I, t I was very open about it I've always been super open about the fact that like my mental health and like kind of where I've been but in that time I think I used it more of like leverage to get people to feel bad for me. So, um it was all very real, but I was just open about it. And I was like, you guys aren't going to see me. Like it was, it wasn't about if I was going to kill myself, but it was about when. What about the family? They never got a help for you at the age seven or all the way to the time that you come into suicide on at age 17, you said. Yeah. So I had had multiple attempts throughout like that time. So it was like when I was, it was just like all the time I was attempting. Or if I wasn't attempting, I was thinking about every single possible way that I could and just trying to pull, like pull myself out. When of was it. the first time that you attempted? Uh, I think the first like serious time was when I was 12. And what did you do? Um, so I, I tend to not talk about like the ways to the do ways it because I don't yeah, like okay. to contribute to like ideas and things. But um, yeah, it was just there wasn't like solidified ways or I would attempt and then I would back out like halfway And what through. was the triggering point for you that to say that I'm fed up, I have to do it right now? Um, so the I'm, first time that you did it. Honestly, I don't remember, but I've always been the type of person where it's not something big that happens that causes me to do it. I'm just impulsive. So if I'm a lot like alone with my thoughts for too long and I think about it too long, then I'm like, okay, I have to do it right now. So it's not even anything that like big happens or anything. It's just my thoughts that if I run with them for too long, then it causes and me it, to want uh, to. The underlying cause was a depression. I would say, so I'm diagnosed with depression, anxiety, ADHD, OC or ODD and um, bipolar. Wow. Okay. So, and you were under supervision of the psychologist or anyone? During um, that time? I had gone through different therapists throughout like my whole teenage years. I think I had gone through like five different therapists, um, but I only went because my mom forced me to. So, what I about the school? They never help you? No, school was like way worse. So, they every time I would go in, I would talk to them or I would tell them what was kind of going on. They would just like give me a candy bar during lunch and just be like, okay, well, we can't really do anything. But I was getting in fights all the time. So, they knew yeah. I was an aggressive teenager. I was getting in trouble all the time. But it means that yeah, they never cared. Mm -mm. And then I, I ended up needing to move schools because um, it just got really bad. So I moved schools and then I did really good that year and then all my friends got into drugs and I wouldn't do it. So I just stopped going. So, so no drug issues, just the depression and the mental yeah. condition. Yep. That's, that's interesting. What about your brother? Um, which, oh, the attempted she, suicide? Yeah. Um, no, nothing. Just depressed. It was just like an impulsive thing with him, I think, too. I hadn't talked to him for a minute before he attempted, so... Um, I didn't really know what his mental state was at the moment, but obviously it wasn't great. That's interesting and sad mm -hmm. at the same time. How you are helping the people that are in the same situation, especially the teenagers and the minors under between age seven and 18? Yeah. So I have spoken to junior highs, high schools, um, just kind of told my story. Um, but also I figured where are majority of those people spending their time, social media. So that's where I wanted to push my message all the time was just like consistently post on and I've always been super open about it and just wanted to talk about it and be able to like not have it be a shameful thing for people and just 
to show people that it's possible to like although this is something that will always affect me it's always going to be a part of my life i can still pull bits and pieces and learn from every single scenario that i'm in and use it to my advantage to become a better person what was the last thing that you posted and what was that about what was the message um i just posted right before i came here i think the message was just like being or not i give a lot of real relationship advice too so like how to communicate better in relationships and just um using like to go easier on people being understanding with things and like if you are having like an off week like it if they're acting good 85% of the time maybe they're going through something and it's okay to ask them like if you're going through something let me be there for you because um, I feel like people tend to act out of character sometimes when they're like going through their own things and it's not necessarily have to doing with like other people or anything it's just like you don't even notice when you're kind of in your head any of these viewers or the TikTok followers have you ever reach you and say hey i feel the same what should i do or seeking something yeah some I, help yeah i get messages every day just like people saying that i saved their life in some way or um that like certain things they never thought what about age they are usually um my age range is mainly from 15 to 45 that's like where i my medium so i have a really big age range and what's the cause you seeing that among the teenagers between 15 and 18 in high school is what's the reason that they feel that way is it mental issues or is it bullying um, because they open up to you sometimes yes yes i would say it's more relationships just like not knowing how to navigate relationships yet and maybe jumping into them too early and um it's just feelings like they just don't know how to manage their feelings and majority of it, i think honestly comes from social media i think social media is really toxic to teenagers in what way because you can hide behind things. So then it's like you walk through, because social media started becoming like a really big thing when I was in high school and I was trying to do it for so long. So I was filming YouTube videos in my room when I was 12 and I consistently did this for 10 years before it actually like became a job. So, but I would walk through class and like have people making fun of my YouTube videos right next to me and just like saying things. But I would also get comments from people where they would make fake accounts of me and like just to hate on me and i was so i was walking through classrooms not knowing who was doing it so i felt like i couldn't trust anyone so it was like i was completely alone isolated and then it's like i'm already going through things but people can hide behind who they really are so you walk through your whole school not knowing who is talking shit on you like right then you mean that the bully is not the direct way right now they do it by creating a fake accounts yeah. or commenting under the anonymous name mm -hmm. to try to trash whatever that you're posting actually yeah. or bullying you. Yeah. yeah, that's a toxic way. But you can way. hide. You can hide and no one knows who is that yeah. really. And so you never know and who And you to feel trust. the pressure when you go to the school. You don't know who is that that is talking shit possibly someone who doesn't have the you just know it's courage to talk with you or tell yeah. you in your face actually because they yep. know there's a consequence for it. Yeah, and so that's why I acted the way that I did because I was aggressive. So I, but mine was like extreme. So mine was to the point where if I saw like someone looking at me wrong, I didn't ask questions. I just went. And, How you were yeah. reacting to those comments or? I reacted to every single one. Every hate comment I got, I made a video about it. I blew up. Yeah. And it was until I realized like that was what my problem was. The next week, that's when I blew up on TikTok. It was when I realized like I can't go after every hate comment. It doesn't matter. It's not like that big of a deal. Like someone's just saying things. So the TikTok that you are having it has been going on since your teenager teenage age yes uh TikTok I started I was doing more YouTube and like Instagram from my teenagers and then I started TikTok in during COVID so that's when I grew the most was during COVID that's interesting and 
what's the message for the teenagers mostly um i would just say that like your feelings are valid but it doesn't matter that much and i know that but that's the thing is like teenagers hear that all the time but it's just learning how to communicate and learning how to like understand why you're feeling the way that you're feeling and find a deeper meaning within it and just knowing that like you will understand why things happen later because like the thing is is if i did attempt suicide any of those times that i had tried and i actually did die i didn't know like i would have never experienced true happiness and i also wouldn't have been able to grow a platform of like millions of people that i'm like helping and doing like i wouldn't even have a purpose i didn't get to my purpose yet before i had tried so i just needed to wait a little bit longer and i did need to be pushed to the point where it was like i didn't have another option and in order to see that purpose you mean that the pressure at the school and on social media can cause people to commit suicide to some extent? for sure for sure i think so and you're trying to reverse it by being a actually a person that who went through it yeah to tell them how to deal with the situation yeah. if there's a peers pressure on the social media is yeah. that correct but i also like to go to the root because it's different than that i'm trying to teach people not to be in a victim mentality so it's going deeper to the root so it's like even if people say the worst things about you even if like everyone in the room hates you you can still find a way to like love yourself through that because that's how that's the only way you're going to be able to get through life is like give being, me an example so like if you're in a room full of people who are mean to you if you are confident enough in yourself and you have learned the skills on like how to take accountability in you and like understand why things are happening for you not to you and you're able to just know that like there's a deeper meaning you're secure in yourself and you've worked on yourself enough to the point where you can just like stand true in who you are fully and it doesn't matter what anyone else say says you are unstoppable like nothing will get to you at that point so that's what i'm trying to teach that's interesting and uh the media that you are using is the youtube and the tiktok for now yes do you YouTube have any podcasts um yeah i have uh, i have a podcast called the illest minds it's a mental health podcast okay and do you go to the junior high school actually and high school to talk to people or not yes i have talked at middle schools high schools and rehabs so and mm -hmm. you do it through the agency or they invite you how it works usually just through social media they find me through social media and they invite you to go over and do a promotion yeah like it's a usually a teacher or someone that like sends a message for me and then gets me in there okay what about the vegas the teenagers in vegas how many you because you get the message from everywhere yes mm -hmm. possibly the issues possibly is different have yeah. you ever tried to analyze it see the issues in vegas is like this and it's different from california it's different from mm -hmm. the other places or utah for example that is more conservative yeah state. so that's the thing too is so utah i feel like the biggest problem there is the religion so it's like even the kids who are in this religion they they feel the need to have to be perfect all the time so i'll cater what i talk about differently there than i would for say like vegas where like here it's not religion mainly that's like the problem it's drugs parents it's just a different form you just cater to different people to suit what you're trying to get across what they're struggling with was there any drug issues among the uh, children in utah at that time? no less drug issues less drug issues for sure it was more i feel like self-identity like they they didn't know who they were they knew who they were supposed to be from their parents but they couldn't identify who they actually wanted to be and you were raised as mormon uh i wasn't no oh. but i everyone that i was around was okay that's interesting and and your dad 
left you guys at the age of seven, yes? Uh, about there, yeah. How it affected you? Um, I think that I gained a lot of abandonment issues from that and just like not knowing who to trust because he was my best friend as a kid. And then like all of a sudden it was like he's on drugs. He's a completely different person. He's mean, aggressive. He is a narcissist. I feel like that word gets thrown around on the Internet so much that I don't like to use it. But he's like an actual narcissist where you can he will not be wrong. He will fight you on anything. He has like a God complex. He carries around like a magic wand and thinks that he's like, yeah, like he's lost it. He has no teeth. He weighs less than I do. Like he's not doing too hot. So what he was doing, actually, what was his job? Um, his drug of choice, I think, is meth. So but he, I think, does all of it. Wow. What was his job, actually? Um, so he owned a business. Um, and he, he was a good dad before the getting yeah, on the drug. When he's not on drugs, he is the smartest human being I've ever met. Like so smart can make 10 grand in a day if he wants to and so i learned those skills from him luckily um where like the only thing i'm really good at is like knowing little ways to make money easy and fast so um but he he's the smartest person in the world when he's not on drugs but when and he what, is what age you were that he has started using drugs and changing behavior um so he did it before i was born i know that and then i think he started back up again when i was like five maybe and you could see as a as a child five years old yeah drastic th there's change. a change yeah he went from like making millions of dollars a year to like not having anything like nothing so um, and how you reconciled it actually with the fact that he moved out and you were alone you know how it affected you i want to see that meant I don't know. I think it was because he would tell us all the time. He would call us. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to come get you. So me and my but brother they never showed up to pick you. Up. Yeah, never showed up. So we would be sitting out on the porch for like four hours. And then my mom would finally have to come out and be like, let's make cookies or something like let's do something else. And so then we would just like we were always waiting for something that was never going to come. So then we finally just got to the point where we we're like, you were eager to hang out with him or yeah, not? At, at first. And then after we just started brushing it off. So it was like even when he did put in the effort, we were like, we just don't care you gave up yeah on him yeah like your mom okay that's interesting what about what about the other issues in life anything that triggered you not necessarily it's just my brain it's just the way my brain works and i think the majority of the reason why i was depressed is because i lived in a victim mentality because i'm the type of person i love to see progression in my life so if i'm not progressing in some sort of way that's why like even mentally it's like that is a big part of my life so every conversation that i have everything that i do i'm trying to progress or learn from something so that i can take that information and better myself later was there any time that you thought that you have to do it you know, commit a suicide and you change actually your mind last minute yes and what was all the it time. all the time what was the thing that caused you change your mind say no i should not do it okay let's not do it because i had had moments where i was attempting and then i would like pull back and then the next day it was like a really good day so i was always just looking forward to that or like I used to attempt with music on all the time. Mm -hmm. So there was this one time I was attempting and I actually have it tattooed. The song name is medicine. Mm -hmm. And so it just changed my whole perspective. And then for like six months I hadn't attempted like anything. I was like doing okay. Um, and then I just fell right back into it, but it was all my own fault. And that's the thing is I feel like a lot of people like to say like you're victim blaming or you're not like catering to people's feelings or your feelings are valid. But like sometimes it's not like sometimes you're doing it to yourself. Like you're the one, that's how I was, is like I was making myself depressed. If I would have just snapped out of it and was like, I need to treat myself better, I need to act better, I would have been better. And so 
this the day that I decided to do that I took six months sacrificed everything kicked people out of my life stopped and just sat down took a notebook and was writing out every bad thing I did um why I was feeling the way that I was why I was doing these things what it stemmed from from my childhood how it resonated in my like adulthood and um just like analyzed my whole life so then I could pull pieces so now I know the ins and outs of my brain and my life and how it led me to where I am now how talking to the therapist was helpful no but I wasn't giving any effort into it I would show up and just say words but I wasn't looking for help at that point that's typical for that kind of diagnosis bipolar or something that they don't want to get the help um I don't know if it's true for everyone that's just how I was but I they had given me ADHD tests and they tested me on everything um and I don't remember how like they scaled it down to like numbers but with all the tests that I did I remember being in a room I was taking an ADHD test and I had to walk out three times and I was like crying because I like couldn't handle it my brain was like nope it just was really overwhelming and so they had like boiled it down to like numbers and at a 40 you're supposed to be medicated and I was unmedicated at this point and then at a 90 you're supposed to be in the hospital uh 5150 because you're a danger to yourself or others and I scored 111 and I wasn't even medicated so they were like okay you need to be medicated so then they put me on medication then the medication made me feel like a zombie so then they tried a million different medications and nothing worked so it was like I was the lost cause kind of so that's hard yeah that's a struggle Thank you for coming to the show. And do you have anything to add at the very end? Not necessarily. I just feel like I talked about myself the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on the yes, show. Of and course. Thanks good for luck me. on your podcast and also helping people. Of course. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a good day.